This is Luton Digital, the fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, Samo and Steve. Welcome back, everybody, to Luton Digital, the fantasy football podcast for Game Week 16, episode 101. I'm delighted to be joined by my co-host Steve in another frantic, exciting podcast to discuss the upcoming Game Week. And as a special bonus for our loyal listeners who were with us for 100 episodes, we talked tonight to one of England's greatest football supporters, live from France, Mr Marky B. That'll be later in the show. Emails and tweets. So World Cup coming up, Samo, and a couple of people have been in touch, uh, Al and Nick, to say, where is the special Luton Digital World Cup preview? We have a short preview from one of our English England's biggest supporters, Mr Mark Burrows. We spoke to Mark earlier this evening, and this is what he said. Woke up preview with Mr. Marky B. Yes, I saw it, Sam. We're delighted to be joined uh, live uh, from his French. Uh, Holiday home uh, by Mr. Mr. Marky B, uh, who has been casting his eye on the World Cup squad. Mark, what are your initial thoughts? Hi, Steve. Hi, uh, Sam. Uh, so, in terms of the yeah, the England squad, uh, I think it's as expected. I think uh, Madison was was probably the only surprise for me. Uh, maybe Gallagher as well. But I think he came in as a last minute addition to, after Chilwell was injured um, from what Southgate said yesterday that Madison was in the squad for the last two weeks at least um, and yeah I think I think it's yeah as expected there's only I think five changes from the Euro squad so that's consistency uh, and I think all the improvements are a lot better. Now Samuel you are a massive fan of Luke Shaw and so you must be delighted that uh, if he's injured, uh, there is no plan B. Well, I think the plan B would be to play Trippier at left-back. But um, what are your thoughts on Luke Shaw being in the squad, since Steve is, seems so eager to disprove him? Well, I think he's England's best left-back. I think he's never let England down. Uh He's not played enough times, I think, for England. I think mean, he's been injured a lot. He's been out of form a lot. Um, but whenever I've been to games and he's played, he's played really well. So, um, and I think the record, his record in the last three, four years in major game, in, in proper games, um, uh, England have done really well. Now, Southgate used to say that uh, he wouldn't be taking injured players or he wouldn't take risks. Explain Calvin Phillips, who we all know hasn't so much as licked a ball this season. Uh, what's he doing in the squad? Well, he played 
or did he play 40 odd minutes on on Wednesday night? Uh, and I guess he'll play again this weekend. Uh, but I think one of the main things is that he is one of the only backup or only defensive midfielders we've got apart from Declan Rice. And yeah, I think that's why he's there. I don't think there's any suitable replacements. You could maybe play Dyer as a defensive midfielder, but I'd still pick Phillips over Dyer uh, in defensive midfield. I don't know what you think. Well, I just think Rice and Bellingham are going to play every game. Um, and so well, I completely agree. Unless one of them's injured, when will he come on, Phillips? I mean, he's going to come on for... he come on, I suppose, if you're 2 or 3-0 up. But he's certainly not going to come on if you're two or three nil down, is he? So that's where no. Gallagher. I mean, I think it's a bit of a weak area. Sam, um, you are Harry Kane's biggest fan. Uh, you must be delighted at the fitness he goes into the World Cup with. Well, I swear he has been playing most games, so I think he is quite fit. And I think he predict. I think predict he'll start every game for England. So. Not a huge surprise. It is interesting that he's brought in one backup striker, it seems, which is Wilson, instead of the rumoured Tony, Abraham, and I think that was the main main competitors. But he's ignored both of them and brought in Wilson. Do you agree with that, Mark, that say if Kane's injured, it'll be Wilson coming on instead of them two? Yeah, I think that was probably also a bit of a... Uh, I don't know if it was a surprise. I think I was expecting uh, Wilson to be in the squad uh, for sure, not for sure, for sure, uh, for certain even. Uh, but I was also um, half expected Tony to possibly be in. I didn't think Abraham was going to go in because his, he hasn't scored many goals this season. I think he's only scored three goals. Um, but I thought Tony might go in. But I think Southgate has probably gone with Rashford as as the possible backup to the backup uh, to go as a number nine, and I think well, there is no backup. I mean, because that was clear from the warm up games that that um, Southgate, no, yeah. Southgate does not have a backup for Kane, and he doesn't want one because if he did, he would have played Tony in one of those nation league yeah, games. So, completely. Yeah. I think I think Tony is he brought him in and then decided he was going to have him for the future and not for the World Cup. I reckon during that during that international break. Now we've got two questions left, Mark, because I know you've got a packed uh, packed agenda and a big a big dinner to go to. Uh, so let's have one more on the World Cup. Where are you watching the games? Is it going to be as rumoured from a tent somewhere in Qatar? Sadly not. I'm not going to be going to the games. Uh, but not my plans to go to Euro 2024 in Germany. Um, but the yeah, I'm mainly at home in the pub with friends. That's only going to be it. And then the final, I will be back in France for the final. So nice. we'll see, uh, nice. see if England get there. And yes, Summer, who is your favourite for the World Cup? Yeah, good question. Good, yeah, good question. So, I, so probably a bit of a long-winded answer here. I think there's a few teams who are expected to do well who possibly won't do well. I think one of them is France. Uh, I think Denmark will do really well. 
uh, I think Canada will do surprisingly well as well. Um, for me, there's there's maybe um, the Netherlands and maybe the Netherlands, Spain or Brazil would be my three. And the Netherlands, because Van Gaal has got cancer and therefore has got quite a, uh, I think the the team will be like really up for doing something for him. Um, Spain have just got a great team. I saw them at the Euros. They were very unlucky against Italy and they will have improved. And Brazil, their, their, their team and their squad has got really, really good players. And I, I think they'll be very good. And the final question, and the one that all the listeners and the punters want to know, particularly from you, Sam and Mark, is where will England uh, end up and what will happen to Southgate after the tournament? Uh, Sam, do you want to start with that one? Yes, I think England will be knocked out in the round of 16, and I think Southgate will leave afterwards. But not for the Southampton job, because that is now taken. Mark, what about uh, yourself? England... One of England's biggest fans, Mr. Margie B. Where um, so, England? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably a bit more confident. I'd be surprised if we went out in the round of 16 because I'd expect us to win the group and then probably play Senegal or Qatar or Ecuador. I think. And so, so you think that that would surprise me if we did that? Then yeah, definitely, definitely he'd have to go. Um, if uh, the quarterfinals, I think it all depends on whether we play Denmark or France. Uh, and I think Denmark could actually be the harder game uh, in France's current state. So I think I'm going to go with the semi-final loss to Germany. I think that is wise. Germany are looking quite good at the moment with um, the ex-Bayern mm. Munich manager. Mm. Steve doesn't agree yeah. with but I think because I think England will either play Germany or Spain in the semi-final, and I think England could easily lose to both of them. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sensing a bit of negativity on England's. Um, I was expecting both of you to say England would be coming home from. Qatar. What's your prediction, Steve? Well, I'm a little bit uh, into minds. Uh, I am just concerned about the cane and the dreadful state that Conte has sent him to the World Cup in. I think that may come back to haunt us, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. So, Mark, uh, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, have a great World Cup right. and uh, good luck in the rest of the Fancy League season. Uh, yeah, you've got, you obviously, you've got your wild card. No doubt that's been hit already, has it? To maximise your value? Or are all the no, values frozen? I've, I've, I've not made a transfer for this will be the third weekend I've not made a transfer, I think. But I think it might change before then. But is it, doesn't wildcards start 11.30? Yeah, tomorrow. Have to, we'll have to check whether the transfers are frozen. Okay, nice one, Mark. Speak to you later on. Yep, cheers. Cheers. Thank cheers, you. Mark. Oh, See bye bye. Manager of the Week. Manager of the Week. Time now for Manager of the Week. And in fifth place this week, Jesus Christ, it's Thomas Durrani, 66. Hollywood Hotshots have got 67. 68 for Darren Greaves. Nick Bailey, 73. 
with a free hit. Harlan captain, but playing a well-timed bench boost. Mr. Al Bowley with 85 points. Well, his bench boost certainly has won him manager of the week. So you could say that is, a, that is worth the bench boost itself, but it isn't a huge score. Only Ward, Selanke with six each and Gahey with two. But he has done well to keep hold of Madison, who some managers like Steve got rid of. Some, Although, not sure, did he? I don't know. Fictitious. League table. Let's look now at the league table. The table that never lies. Although, as we know, in the early part of the season, it does have some false positions. But enough of that. Uh, we'll go with the top seven this week. Just to feature you, Sam, uh, in seventh place. 869, 875 for Neil and Cameron. Ollie. Oh, this is such a big slump. He's on 878. Loz, 879. Evan, 908, but he stretches the lead now, 57 points. It is Tommy Winehorse. <laughs> and a uh, quick look at uh, some other stats from the week. Biggest rise of the season uh, was Al Bowley, who was up a massive seven places. Carlos, uh, biggest fall, dropped four places. Best transfers of the week go to Mr. Nick Bailey with a 19 net point advantage. And the worst transfers to Neil with minus 14. Interesting, a couple of other stats there. That's Thomas Durrani again leads the most transfers. He is here, the Tinker Man. We can see that Wilson was the most transferred in player with eight people. And then most transferred out is Tony, which I might be following this week. Just four managers do not have Haaland. Big hitters. Big hitter of the week was Tavernia from Bournemouth with 16 points. Sam, do you know how many players own Tavernia in our league? Zero. Zero is the correct answer. Will you be bringing him in? Probably not. Oh dear. Talking points. Only one place to start in tonight's talking points, and that is the massive news that uh, has shocked the world with Nathan Jones leaving Luton Town for Southampton. Your instant reaction, Sam, will he keep the Saints up? I think it'll be quite tough and I think, unfortunately, they will be relegated as his methods take a long time to work. But if they do work, then they become a real good team. But that may be in the Championship next back, season. Back to FPL matters, Sam. And I understand that uh, you've got some important news for any manager who hasn't yet played their wild card. Yes, Player prices will be frozen during the World Cup. That I, and back to your World Cup point, I got things in the wrong order there. It's the last week to use your World Card. If for whatever reason you haven't already, next week's the World Cup where everyone gets a free World Card on the time when it, when fantasy football comes back. So you better use your World Has anyone still got World Card one? Scroll down all like this. Well, we've got a number of managers who are yet to use their wild card. Uh, Tommy, our leader, Cameron in fifth, Tom Kershaw in twelfth, Gillian in thirteenth, Danny in fourteenth, 
Evan in 15th, Jack in 17th, Carlos in 24th, Helen in 30th, Ed in 31st, and Jimmy Clark in 32nd. So that is quite interesting, isn't it, Samuel? Yeah, it's disappointing that loads of managers are unaware of... Well, no, I think it's a credit to Tommy Winehouse that he's leading this league, having not needed to play his wildcard. I mean, you only need to play your wildcard if you're in trouble. If you've got a perfect team, as he has at the moment, why play it? So the next talking point. Yes, just going back to um, the player prices will be frozen during the World Cup, so no need really. I think everyone will probably be playing their World Cards during the World Cup, but you shouldn't. No need to worry about price falls, falls and price rises. And just to clarify, Sam, it isn't really a World Card. It's basically you just got the chance to change your team, so you're not playing a chip. You can just make unlimited transfers. I mean, there is another wild card actually coming in the second half of the season. Uh, so that is the actual official second wild card. So managers who are new to this, they don't even need to play a chip. They just make unlimited transfers from Saturday morning. That concludes talking points. Game week preview. Lots of games on Saturday this week, Sam. Uh, talk us through the BT Sport Clash City, Brentford. I think I saw on the BBC predictions that Brentford have not won away all season, so I'm going to steal his insight here and predict City to win this 3-0. Bournemouth uh, smashed Everton in the Cup. What will they do in the league this weekend? Bournemouth have faltered a bit, but it wouldn't surprise me if they do win this one here, because Everton have been awful lately. I think Bournemouth will shock Everton 1-0. This is going to feature in uh, the special uh, big one, Matthew, in a minute. But Liverpool-Southampton, Nathan's first game. Could yes. it be any tougher? I'm predicting 3-0 Liverpool. I think this could be more than five. Forest-Palace. Yes, Palace are doing quite well at the moment. Forest, not so well. I think Palace will win this 2-1. Spurs will be playing Leeds at three o'clock. I think Leeds will score since Spurs' defence has looked pretty terrible recently. But I think Spurs will eventually win this. So probably go down a goal and then score two late on in the second half. Two on Spurs. With Sam Leicester. Leicester coming into form lately. They've been playing quite well. Alleviating fears that they could be relegated. I know people like yourself see we're calling for Rodgers to be sacked. But now it looks like they're doing quite well. But I think this will be a draw. West Ham not being great this season. And really sad about uh, poor old James Justin. Uh, another season-ending injury today. What a great player he was for the mighty Luton Town. Uh, Newcastle, Chelsea. This will be 2-0 Newcastle. And Wolves, Arsenal. Yes, um, I think Lopetegu, or however you pronounce it, is his first game. But Arsenal, probably one of the toughest teams in the league to play at the moment. So a narrow 1-0 Arsenal win. Brighton are in, on form and they played the Villa. Yes, this is, should be an interesting game since Emery, second game back and he did beat United. So probably a draw, 1-1. One, one. And then we go to the cottage for Fulham United. Yes, I've just got a feeling United win this 2-1. 2-1, OK. Big one, Matthew going to be a Liverpool player uh, because Liverpool are going to score five or more goals uh, the obvious pick is Salah it could easily be Nunes it could be T T A 
So you can have any of those three in this week's Big One, Matthew. My team, your team. So changes this week, Sam. Who are you making? Who's bringing in? Just the one change for me. This week is effectively a free hit where your changes don't really matter the next week. So I'm going to be replacing one of my two... No, one one striker is injured, the other is playing Manchester City. So I'll be getting rid of one of them for Dominic Solanke, who I can see scoring past Everton. Interesting, yeah, good move. I looked at that one. I've got three changes because I had to bring Big Mo back for this uh, Southampton game. Uh, I did consider dropping Kane, but I couldn't do it in the end. So uh, that's what's happening. Mo is in and then there's two kind of convenience transfers to make way for him. Big risk, but there we go. So the Haaland captain just about paid off in an offside goal and then he scored and then got booked. So uh, if you captained him, you did just about all right, although you, obviously the correct play was to captain Tavernier. But Sam, who are you captaining this week? Yes, I'm having a look at it now and I think I'll be going for a surprising choice, Erling Haaland. Although I would suggest if you do have Salah, I would captain him. I'm captain in Salah, yeah. The fourth official is indicated there will now be a minimum of three minutes' time allowed. three minutes' time allowed. So that completes another podcast. It is great to speak to uh, Marky B with his World Cup. Uh, this is the last podcast before the World Cup breaks. Sam, any thoughts? Uh, not about the World Cup because we covered that earlier. What are you looking forward to uh, during the break? What are you going to be doing? A bit of relaxing, a bit more driving? Anything else? Yes, but I will be watching the World Cup, although some argue you shouldn't, as it is hosted in a very controversial country, but that is for another podcast. Uh, do tune in for Sam's special thoughts on the Qatar situation. That will be available exclusively to our Patreon subscribers. Where you have to pay $8 a month. And get a blue tick. Until then, all the best. Goodbye. That was Luton Digital. Tune in again next game week. And good luck, managers. Hope you get a shed load of points.